Hey, welcome back. It's Patrick. We live on a planet. Um, I wanted to talk about the history of my hometown, and I have a brief summarized timeline in front of me, and I was going to read it, but that's just not my style. I mean, I just, it won't feel natural, and I don't want, I'm not here just to fill my time and try to get my my station noticed. I'm curious, or I'm just truly curious about putting this out there and seeing what people think about it and going, wow, this is in your little town. That's pretty neat. So obviously, if you live in Europe, you might go, these states are nothing, Patrick. I've got castles that are from the 1400s. But to me, it's pretty neat that this happened in my little town. So in 1727, though, I, so what I'm going to do, I, I'm just going to maybe say the date and then tell about what happened because I know about it anyways. Um, I'm a history buff. I love Fort Ontario. Um, and I know quite a bit about that fort, and I'm not tooting my horn, I just tooting my horn, I just do. So, 1727, though, the British built Fort Oswego, and they do it because they want to protect against the fur trade. 1755, they decide, okay, we need to build a couple more forts, so they built Fort George and Fort Ontario. So, Fort George and Fort Oswego are over on the west side, and they built Fort Ontario on the east side, and they start working on it, actually. I live on the east side right now, so there's only east side, west side here in Oswego. 1756, the French notice all this stuff going on. They say, no, uh-uh. So Marquis de Montcalm, the French leader, they come, they destroy all three forts, burn them right to the ground. Then they don't stick around, really. So the British notice this, and in 1759, they come back. The British successfully build up the forts, and then they have a successful attack launched against Fort Niagara. And in turn, the French come and try to attack Fort Ontario unsuccessfully. So we've got a lot of attack it, build it, attack it, build it. And just that short spam which is pretty amazing to me. Then we have some times in, you know, from 1760, we have a couple leaders that meet. Um, they meet some Indian commanders. We have the British commander, General Amherst. He leads a successful force from Fort Ontario against Montreal. So that's 1760. I mean, where I am in Oswego, Canada, uh, on Lake Ontario, Canada is only about um, 85 miles or so across, I believe. About 85 across, and I think Lake Ontario is like 200 some odd miles or so. It's average is about 300 feet. So, yeah, I, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. See, even with stuff in front of me, I get jumbled. So I apologize. I'm not trying to do that. Um, so a bunch of stuff goes on. But to me, the main thing that is really neat is in 1796. That's the first time the American flag flies at Fort Ontario. And that's because of the Jay Treaty. The British turn everything over. Oh, that was in 1796, but what I wanted to say was, what was really neat, though, Fort Ontario was the last fort slated to be attacked. That was the last order given by George Washington, go attack Fort Ontario, which I thought was kind of neat, you know, and that was in um, 1783. So George Washington's Continental Army, last order, go attack Fort Ontario again. It's just crazy to me. This This poor little... Fort has been through so much. All three. Well, those three were all gone. But Fort Ontario, boy, she's she stood the time. Uh, 1812. Now we got the War of 1812. You know, the the uh, United States needs to regarrison this. You know, we've got a, a naval base in Sackett's Harbor not up near Watertown. So he who controls the waterways controls everything. So you have to protect that. So, you know, this is War of 1812. The dates that I said before, 1755 and this is 1756, we here in America call that the French and Indian War, where in other places they call it the Seven Years' War, you know. And I don't know why we call it the French and Indian War, because it makes people confused. They say, so the French were fighting the Indians? No, that's not what it was. But that's a different story. So 1812, like I said, now we're back to 1812. War of 1812. They come and they, they want to attack this fort. So in 18, <clears throat> excuse me, 1813, they 
excuse me, I needed to clear my throat. 1814, they do capture and destroy the fort. 1813, it was unsuccessful. The only reason why it was unsuccessful is because the storm came up on Lake Ontario and they had to back away from the fort. Then they went to a little town called Sodus, burn it to the ground, sack the village because you have to feed all those British soldiers that are on those boats. And you're planning on sacking a town and taking the town for everything it has. And they ended up doing that in 1814. And when they did, there was only about, oh, geez, a handful of people here in Oswego. And there was only 300 men garrisoned at Fort Ontario at the time. And about, oh, I think, nine, nine or more British warships attacking Fort Ontario. And so a lot of times I'll, I'll say, this is Oswego. Because 300, we had 300 that held the British attack off for like three days. It was a three-day battle, and they held it off, and I'm running out of time. So as soon as I'm out of time, I'm almost done. We're at 1814, and I've... All right, I'm back. So like I said, I left off at 1814. The British, they capture and destroy Swiggo, or destroy the fort. So I don't understand. Every time this fort is attacked, they come in and they destroy it. The French destroy it. The British destroy it. It's just, it's crazy to me. So that happens. Excuse me. Excuse me. I had to clear my throat. And I didn't want to do it in the phone. Uh, so, yeah, the fort just kind of lays dormant after that, though. After they destroy it, there's nothing that happens to the fort. Not, not again until 1839. And then the fourth Fort Oswego. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. I got frogs in my throat. Probably all this talking I'm doing. Um, so what they end up doing, though, is 1839, they start working on the fort again. Because we have a border crisis with Canada. And work continues all the way until 1844. And in 1863, defense improvements are begun again, and they continue all the way until 1872 until Congress pulls the plug. So when the fort was first built, it was earth and timber, and there was a dry moat around it, and it was eight-pointed star, like I said. Then when they start rebuilding it in 1839, now they change where the door is, or the entrance, the sally port. The uh, earth and timbers are starting to be replaced by stone, um, and now we have encasements uh, and or casemates and uh, rifle galleries and all the that are kind of underground in the bowels of the fort are being built. And then, like I said, in uh, 1872, Congress just kind of pulls the plug because they say, you know what, we don't need to keep putting money into this place because everything's pretty peaceful right now. So everything was quiet there again until now we go from 1872, nothing goes on. And then in 1903, we have a conversion to a modern battalion-sized army post-hospital, and it was completed in 1905. In 1917, General Hospital No. 5 opens as one of the Army's biggest hospitals in the Northeast, right here in Oswego. 1941, it's used as a training camp in, for World War II. So in 1917, we're you know, those are all World War I. Now in uh, World War comes and they're using it for training. They would get right inside the fort and they'd, they'd take their guns and they'd shoot right into the, the earthworks. I mean, what a perfect barrier. You know, it's not going anywhere, so they'd shoot right into these earthworks. These earthworks are still the earthworks that the British built in 1755 because it doesn't matter how many times you attack and burn this fort down, the earthworks are still, still there. So that's kind of neat. I think that that part is neat. And uh, I encourage you to go online and take a peek of Fort Ontario. They have... Um, a Facebook page they also have where you can go online and look at the top of it. But one of the things that's really neat for us here in Oswego that we like to boast about is in 1944, it's used as an emergency refuge shelter. And it's called the Safe Haven. And we 
have about 982 <clears throat> guests, excuse me, they're called guests from President Roosevelt. And we're the only place in America to house refugees that were escaping the Holocaust of Nazi Germany. And we take a lot of pride in that because we're the only place that did that. Um, they were guests. They were here for about 13 months. Uh, no, I think 18. Yeah, 18 months or so they stayed. And uh, like I said, quote, unquote, guest of the president. And it was really Eleanor Roosevelt that pushed her husband and said, you know, get these guys over here. They came over on a ship. Um, it was a cargo ship, a U.S. cargo ship. And there's a poem about it. Uh, Ruth, I can't remember what her last name is. Uh, but it's... Uh, Oh boy, I'll have to remember that. But it's a great poem. She talks about the beauty, even how beautiful the bathroom was. Because of where these people had came, and now all of a sudden she's talking about how beautiful this cargo ship was. Puts things in perspective. So that's then, and uh, that was pretty neat. Then we have 1946. It's deactivated by the U.S. Army. So from 1727 all the way till 1946, really, there's something going on at that fort. Then in 1949, it basically starts being turned into a, a state park. So I know that was rambling. It probably was all over the place, but I kind of wanted to get out the story of my hometown. Another neat thing, one of the, the guests that stayed, one of the refugees that we had here in the town, I don't know what his name is. I can't remember his name. But um, he was one of the co-founders of the, cat uh, the CT machine. So I thought that was pretty, you know, cat scan. So had this guy not escaped where he was and then be here, I just, it's amazing to me how things work. So I appreciate you letting me have your ear and tell you a little bit about the history of Oswego. Hopefully it didn't confuse you. And uh, thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon.